Hello, it's me. It's not a deal, guys. It's your captain speaking for another episode of my travel podcast, Adventure Lena. Welcome, welcome. Thanks for listening and hit that subscribe button so we keep it going. And finally, it's spring. Spring is here. Weather is getting nicer everywhere. Park season is open and there's so many things to do outside. We had a really uh, rainy winter in San Francisco, much rainier than the previous two winters. So at this point, everyone is ready for outdoor activities, festivals, street fairs, and all the above. I love concerts. This is my probably next favorite thing after traveling. Uh, Everyone who knows me is aware of the fact that I go to concerts quite often, most of the time by myself. I know people find this weird, but it's true. I enjoy the whole thing better when I'm alone. It's kind of a me time. On top of that, similar to my confession of not liking traveling in groups, (laughs) I don't like going to concerts with too many people for the same reason. Too many preferences and hard to deal with everyone's desires. When I go to concerts, I like getting there early, taking my time, getting a drink and food, and not everyone is down for that. Plus, whenever I have general admission tickets, uh, you know, front of stage for concerts with no seats in general admission, uh, I want to be as close as possible which can only happen if you get there on time, which means hours earlier. And I don't mind that, but some people do and I get it. I have waited for different concerts for up to nine hours and I don't regret a minute of it (laughs) because every time I do it, I get to enjoy the show from real close. I'm used to going to concerts by myself. On rare occasions, I get to go with someone and I don't really know how to act in those cases. I'm just not used to have people with me at concerts. (laughs) Sometimes I literally forget for a second that they are there. Uh, There are just a few people who have been to concerts with me and if you're one of them, I guess you should feel really special. I'm just kidding. Also, a lot of people get excited when they hear about a concert and when it comes time to buy tickets, they just back up. They're, you know, only serious before the actual actions need to happen. Almost everyone loses interest once we have to buy tickets, from my experience. And I learned that more than 10 years ago on my first solo concert. I mean, when I say solo concert, I don't mean the one I was performing myself. (laughs) attending by myself. It was a concert of Aerosmith in Boston uh, in 2012 and I was going to go with some other people but no one wanted to spend money so I ended up being by myself and then I realized that if I wait for people to come with me to some places and events I'm gonna wait for a long time and I'm gonna miss out on some stuff. Then I asked myself why? Why should I miss out just because other people have other priorities and they don't want to spend money on the experiences I like? So I refuse to give up on cool things just because there is no one to come with me. I'm just gonna go by myself and enjoy it. And yeah, it's better to see it by yourself than not to see it at all. I understand it sounds weird to some people because the best part of these things comes from sharing the moment with the people you love, but we can't have the people we love everywhere, unfortunately. They might be far away, they might be working, maybe they can't get a day off, maybe there is another reason, so just go by yourself, appreciate the time and don't wait for anyone. 
take this as a self time it's actually amazing i literally know people who cannot sit on a table and have lunch by themselves i mean not on the table but sitting on a chair next to a table one of my friends every time we make plans every time we go somewhere to hang out god forbid i'm a little late because she stands outside and she's just waiting for me to arrive because she doesn't want to get into uh, the restaurant she doesn't want to sit by herself on the table and I have never had this issue for me. I can go on a whole trip by myself. I can go have breakfast, lunch, dinner, whatever. I can go to a concert, festival. But it is interesting how some people really don't feel comfortable doing it. Or as some of the people I know say, I quote, I feel like a loser. Which I completely disagree with. Just because you're by yourself, that doesn't make you a loser. That doesn't make you a person who has no friends. That actually makes you someone who enjoys their own company. And this is a quality that not everyone has. So count this as one of the really cool qualities a person can have. <laughs> Back to the concerts, I think it's also good to mention that being by yourself gives you multiple chances <laughs> to sneak into sections of the venue that you don't even belong to. So you can stay in a seat that is not yours and you can get really, really close and you can get a really good view if you're by yourself because it's just easier. It's just sneaking in one person. But I guess I will talk about this in a whole different episode because it's really long. In general, I'm all about experiences. I always prefer to spend my money on memories than things. So I almost never say no to travel invitations. <laughs> and not just travel, for anything like gatherings, hikes, party nights, trips, I'll be there. Sometimes friends call me and they're like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, we are calling you last moment, but we just decided to go somewhere and I'm like, uh, so? <laughs> and they're like, you probably won't be able to come since we're telling you literally the evening before that. And I'm like, uh, what time and where are you gonna pick me up from, <laughs> you know? Because I literally can pack for 15 minutes, I can literally do it with my eyes closed, so I'll be on my way, I don't care. Unless there is something you know, extremely important, something that really can't wait and it's absolutely impossible for me to get days off. Nothing can stop me. Nothing can stop me. I'm all the way up. Just a little like quick music inspiration. I get those out of nowhere, by the way. So yeah, I'm the kind of person who would go anywhere. My friends know me. I don't need much to go somewhere. I don't need time to decide. The answer is always yes. There is nothing to decide. <laughs> That's why I tell people, be careful what you tell me and what you promise me. Because I will wait for it to happen. I'm like a kid when it comes to traveling. Mention to me once that we may go somewhere and I'm not going to leave you alone. I will constantly ask you when and when and when and when and when and I won't quit until we actually go. <laughs> so once someone says that there is a slight chance for us to go somewhere, for me... It's already not a chance. It's a plan. <laughs> Sometimes people are not completely serious. And I'm like, so which days should I request off from work? <laughs> like, hell yeah, I'm putting this shit on my calendar. Watch me. Because why would you say you're down to do something if you're not? I just take everyone's words as a serious claim. I assume whatever you say, you would do. Because that's how I act. If I say something, I would do it no matter what. If I'm not gonna do it, I'll let you know right away. I'm not even gonna promise you. 
So I know my friends think of me as a down for anything pal, <laughs> which is the truth. That's okay. Uh, everyone I travel with actually gets to kind of benefit <laughs> from my crazy obsession with planning and exploring so whenever we go somewhere everyone knows that i will be the one responsible for the itinerary and no one needs to do literally anything sometimes i just announce a destination and i let people know how to dress what's the weather there and the rest is on me i run the show from there and i know planning is a bit overwhelming for some people and they feel lost in all the information and they don't really know where to start from and what's important for me it's already by default i can decide to go somewhere in the morning and i can put my itinerary together for a couple of hours later in the day meaning i would research the main attractions i would make a plan how to visit those places and i will even get tickets for everything flights accommodation attractions but the speed i do it with now it comes from a lot of training <laughs> and i know what it took me to be good at it the first trip abroad i needed to plan all by myself was a week in the united arab emirates I visited Dubai, Abu Dhabi, and Sharjah. I remember reading about them for a while, collecting information, writing down prices, doing math, getting familiar with the map. This was the first trip that I knew so much about my destination prior to going there. I felt like I knew Dubai by map once I set foot there. <laughs> I also remember not agreeing to use any of those group tours while being in the Emirates because I had everything planned in advance. And not just in advance, but also for much cheaper than the price they offered. Every single tour they offered was extremely overpriced and it would literally make our budget struggling. So my long and detailed research months before we flew to Dubai gave me a chance to get familiar with all the options and to pick the most affordable ones. I remember on our way back uh, on the plane, we were talking to other people coming back and, you know, they would ask us uh, if we did the most popular tours, if we visited the main attractions. Of course, we said yes, and they were curious how much we spent because they didn't see us in any of the group tours. I usually don't feel comfortable talking about money at any level unless I'm encouraging someone to spoil themselves with a trip or I'm encouraging someone that they can, you know, do a destination on a budget. Otherwise, I don't like talking about money. It's not my thing. Well, they asked me, so I'm like, fine. You know, we shared with them how much our tours were and they were shocked. <laughs> they literally spent three times more on the same experiences just because they agreed to use the travel agency offers. And I understand some people sometimes don't have time to plan themselves, so they rely on travel agencies. Sometimes people don't want to deal with the complications of having to think about everything, so they let travel agencies take care of it. I get it. But if you want to travel on a budget, you have to forget about those extras. And you have to put the work yourself. Not only you pay more for the same things you can book yourself, but you get to travel in a group and kind of be dependent on their itinerary. So why don't we talk about travel itineraries and how to create them ourselves from scratch, right? 
and in a perfect way. <laughs> I guarantee you guys, once you create your first travel plan and once you come back from your destination all being satisfied, you will never go back to organized tours. It's just so much better to move with your own pace and by your rules. So with no further ado, let's talk about how to create the perfect travel itinerary. Laugh as much as you want, guys, but I keep claiming that this travel bug is a goddamn addiction. I swear to God, my phone is all maps, websites, googling, screenshots, places, different pins and stuff. It's all just like investigating the world. That's how my phone looks. I swear to God. And I do think of my travel planning as an investigation because I'm basically investigating this place in order for me to get familiar with it and to move around easier. So at the end of, you know, booking everything related to one trip and when you finish the whole plan, the feeling actually is pretty similar to a win of like resolving a complicated case. (laughs) I would say just the satisfaction you get when you see all your tickets booked, all your transportation arranged, all the small details finished. Oh my God, it's just, there is nothing better, I swear. So what's the first thing we need when we decide to travel? We need a destination, right? Where are we going? What's the place? What is the next thing we want to see? So if you happen to have your destination picked, that's great. If you happen to have a budget, but not to have a decision, that's okay as well. Take a moment to think about what you dream of, what your preferences are, what's your budget, and what's the time you have. Don't worry if you're feeling kind of stuck because there's so many ideas out there. I literally have a whole page on my website named Bucket List with different suggestions. So go ahead, check, and decide what you want to see next. I personally never run out of destinations. (laughs) I literally know where my next 10 trips will be. So my list is kind of endless. And I'm telling you, it is a real freaking addiction. And yeah, it might be the healthiest one, but still. If you're feeling like you have no idea where to go, think of, do you want a warm destination? Do you want a winter destination? Do you want city environment? Do you want nature, national parks? Do you want amusement park, some kind of fun, shopping, attending a festival? Are you traveling with kids? How much time do you have? Is it like a weekend escape? Is it like five days trip? Either way, the first step of your planning will always be picking a destination. (laughs) That's the truth. And that's kind of the base of your trip because the rest of your planning will be built around it. So step one, decide what kind of vacation you would like to have. And step two, make a list with places that actually cover these requirements. Once you have your destination, you have to check the travel restrictions, the visa restrictions, and maybe some vaccine requirements. Because sometimes we have our hearts set on a certain destination, but unfortunately, we can't always make it happen. And it's not because... You know, we cannot plan it in a good way. It's not because we don't have enough money. It's not because we don't have enough time. It doesn't have to do anything with the planning. Sometimes it's just the law. (laughs) Every country has different entrance requirements. So it's important to do your research before booking anything. Never book anything before you check the restrictions of the country. And of course, for some countries that border yours would probably be easier because you know it by default. But just check. 
You may need a visa or a specific vaccine, not COVID-related. So to avoid any disappointment or, you know, ruined plans, wasted time, just make sure you read the requirements carefully because it's your responsibility to know them before you book your flight. Most airlines stopped refunding money from bookings that come from people who have no idea what the travel restrictions to some countries are. So don't rely on that and just do your research before you book anything. You can always contact any of the embassies and you can always ask a legit source if you're allowed to go there. And if you are, under what kind of documentation. Especially after COVID, it's always good to check those things because literally some countries reopened months ago. I know it's been three years since COVID started, but always check the travel restrictions. Let's also not forget that sometimes entering by car requires different documentation than entering by plane and vice versa. So we got the destination and we know we're allowed to go there. Great, great job. Time to hit the road. There are a few ways for you to get there. Of course, if it's abroad, 95% of the time, this would be uh, a flight. But you can also take a train, depending on how far away this place is. There are also adventurous people who would go by car, even if it's, I would say, 24 or 48 hours of driving, depending on the number of the people. You know, people can take turns and also they can stop as many times as they want. Or maybe you're going on a cruise but you still need to arrange some other transportation before that and after that. I personally like to book my transportation first before moving on to accommodation because flights can be kind of unpredictable and prices can go up pretty fast, especially around like holidays or specific events uh, at the destination you're going to. The more you search for specific dates, if you don't log out, if you always search from the same account if you're not searching incognito prices will increase at some point so the more you check the more expensive it will become that's why i always book the transportation first so i know the biggest expense and the one can get increased the fastest is now booked having your dates is important because you cannot proceed with booking transport (laughs) or anything else without knowing when you're going if you're really flexible i guess go for the cheapest so check the cheapest dates and then book. But if you have specific time that you need to take your vacation on, nail that down and kind of like start from there because this is usually the hardest to book and the hardest to match your dates. Also keep in mind that some destinations have limited flight options through the day. So renting a place will always be an option for you because the accommodation options are so many but we cannot say the same for flights and transportation options sometimes there are places that there's literally one flight per day so awesome you've got your flights trains rentals cruises booked whatever (laughs) now it's time to find a place to stay i already explained why i don't do that first it's really simple there will always be more places for you to stay at but they might not be more transportation options so I guarantee you, wherever you go, if you get cheaper plane tickets, you will find a place to stay. Either a hotel or Airbnb, some kind of accommodation, you will find. Flights, they're limited. So this is the part that you need to arrange first. And of course, there are small exceptions. Let's say you're going to a place where there is a festival or event. So the interest and the demand to this area at this specific time is extremely high. 
this is a different story or also let's say you're going to a really like isolated place where there are literally just a couple of places to accommodate tourists that's different but in any other case you always find a place to stay in so get your transportation booked first the type of accommodation you choose can depend on your budget and you know your preferences of course it's also good to consider the destination you're visiting because sometimes you want to experience something specifically related to your destination let's say you're going to italy maybe you really want to stay in one of those italian apartments maybe you're going to greece to one of the islands so you want to stay one really small and cute white hotel whatever it is the good news is that there are tons of platforms for you to check compare prices at and actually pick i guarantee you there is something for everyone literally options that would fit any needs and budget i personally don't really care where i'm staying the only thing i care about when it comes to accommodation is the location of it because i want to be close to the interesting places i want to be close to some kind of transportation and i'm always looking for the cheapest option i'm going to use this place for a few days i'm not going to live there (laughs) as long as i have clean sheets hot water to take a shower with and as long as i can lock the door that's all i need (laughs) i'm going to be out all day long so i'm not going to take advantage of anything else that this place may offer the only time when i care about the hotel amenities is when i'm going on a you know all-inclusive vacation and i will spend the whole time at the territory of the hotel but that's different type of vacation there is also a whole other topic of how to book your accommodation what tricks to use what platforms to check so if you're guys interested in learning more about that i can talk in one of the next episodes i have some little things i do in order for me to find the best price so let me know and if you want to hear them next time we can talk about it The next thing I do after I already have my destination, after I know that I'm allowed to go there, after I have my, let's say, flights or accommodation booked, I search for the popular places, usually like top 10, top 20, must see, must do at whatever place. So planning the perfect trip, you know, doesn't end with just (laughs) booking your accommodation and transport. The fun part actually starts after that. The internet is an amazing resource when it comes to planning your travels and it literally has everything you need. Routes, tips, itineraries, other travelers' experiences. Literally with just a few hours of research, I know a few hours sounds like it's too much, but nothing is too much for planning the perfect vacation. With literally a few hours of research, you can plan your whole trip and you can really make it unforgettable. Some people like going to places and just walk on the streets, kind of get lost, check here and there and pretty much walk without like a purpose so they get to see whatever is on their way. I understand that, but if you're not the kind of person who likes walking without a final destination, having a plan would be really important for you. And I usually start by looking up top 20 or top 10 of the destination I'm going to. Most likely, I already know at least three or four places that I want to visit because that's how we initially, you know, pick the destination by something that we wanted to see. So if we know about few places we want to see there, by doing a research, we're going to kind of 
put together the rest of our itinerary by finding other places we didn't know of. The more you research, the more interesting things you will keep finding. And the more often you see something being on top 5, top 10, the better you know it's worth it. I always check at least 5 or 10 different sources and from what I see, I kind of form my top 10. Because you're not going to be interested in everything you read about. If you genuinely don't care about a museum or a specific landmark, just don't go there. What's the purpose of wasting time if you're just gonna say, oh yeah, I have been there? Unless it's, you know, Mona Lisa or something super iconic. Even if you're not really interested, it does make sense for you to go see it. And once you check enough different sources with top places, you'll be able to narrow down which are the best ones because you see them constantly getting repeated in different articles, in different charts, in different suggestions. And at this point, I want to say we're halfway there, guys. So in the next episode, we're going to cover the rest of the steps when planning the perfect trip. Thank you so much for listening and stay tuned for the next part. Hit that subscribe button so we can stay connected and you can hear more from me. Or maybe after that, you definitely don't want to hear more from me. So I promise I'm not going to sing in the next episode, which, by the way, is landing shortly. So I will see you kind of next time. Bon voyage. (laughs) 